Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his newsmaking interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Welcome, everybody. It's Eddie Trunk, and it's time for another edition of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, which is new every Thursday via podcastone.com, Apple Podcasts, and let's not forget, now available via Spotify. So all the ways you get the podcast, and now Spotify available to you as well, totally free, will not cost you a penny. Hey, I should remind you about this every once in a while, too, because... um you know, it's rare since I do this podcast, obviously hosted, it's rare that I ever listen to it back myself. I mean, you know, I know what I do. I know what's in there. I know what the interviews are. But the other day, uh, you know, with all the craziness going on in the world, in this pandemic we're all dealing with and everybody sort of, you know, having to be uh, locked in. I was walking around just to try to get some exercise. You know, I was walking around outside a bit and I'm going through some podcasts, pulling up some stuff I might want to listen to to occupy my time. And I saw my own podcast and I, it's rare that I hit it and listen to any of it back for obvious reasons. Why do I need to listen to myself? Right. But I said, you know, I haven't listened in a bit and let me just see how, you know, how it sounds, make sure it's sounding the way I want it and all that. And, um, you know, I realized that this show, the very cool music that you hear that opens this show, and I've mentioned this before in the past, but I thought I'd throw it out there again. That guitar riff and song, instrumental song that you hear at the open of every podcast is none other than the great Mark Slaughter. So I just want to make sure I give him some acknowledgement every once in a while, because he was a long time ago nice enough to work that up in his home studio and just send it to me. And a lot of people may not know that Mark is a great guitar player, as you can hear on that track, even though in Slaughter, he doesn't play a lot of guitar on stage and is not the lead guitar player. But anyway, I just wanted to give him a shout out because as I'm listening to the theme song, I forgot since I don't listen myself to what I do, I forgot that it was on there. And I said, let me make sure I give Mark a little shout out next time I, I do the podcast. So there you go. Anyway, I hope you guys are hanging in there. I know it's crazy, crazy times around the world. It really is. I hope everybody's being safe. Uh, we are seeing the entire world turned on its head. I know a lot of people are struggling financially. A lot of people have lost their job or been laid off. I feel for all of you, and I wish you all the best, and I hope we get back to normal times sooner than later. Um. You know, I just don't know. I mean, we're we're seeing so many shows being postponed, canceled. As far as touring in the live music world is concerned, I mean, honestly, I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm really starting to think, though, with more and more things being canceled and postponed into either the end of the summer or the fall at this point, we may very well see the entire summer touring scene wiped out 
because you got to figure if it's already June, July, and you're seeing things get canceled, certainly in the Northeast where I live, it starts getting cool in September. You know, that the whole outdoor season winds down in September. And factor that with because of people losing their jobs, we don't know what the money situation is going to be like for people. They may be struggling to be able to afford going to concerts and shows when they eventually do start up. So it's a crazy time and it's a real tough time for the industry and live music and live events in general. And we'll see how it all bounces back. I'm confident it will. I just think it's probably going to take a little more time than we all hope for a lot of different reasons, finances and just glut of shows. And, you know, there's a lot of shows everybody is keeping a close eye on. Major tours this summer, everybody's keeping a close eye on to see what, in fact, is going to happen with them because of the pandemic. Many have already been announced to either being canceled or postponed. So I hope you're all staying sane. I am making the best of it. I'm actually thankful and lucky that I'm doing fine, uh, doing all the work I usually do and getting more time at home than I normally do. So all good on my front. I know for others, it's not quite that easy, and uh, I, I hope you all are hanging in there. Remember, you can connect with me on social media, at Eddie Trunk, Twitter, where I'm most active, Instagram, Fan page on Facebook, eddytrunk.com, as usual, the official online home. And I've been thinking about doing one of these online video chats or something like that with you guys, the audience. I don't know if I'm going to do that. There's a lot of that out there already. I'll see. I don't know if I would do it on Instagram or through Periscope on Twitter. I don't even know. But we'll we'll figure something out. Maybe there's a way to connect with everybody and just say hello that way also. But I'm doing five radio shows a week on Sirius XM still. And I'm doing, obviously, this podcast once a week. And I've got a terrestrial radio show that's syndicated. So there's a lot going on. And I am connecting with you guys as best I can and hopefully keeping you entertained. And at least for a little bit, taking your mind off of what's going on in the world for a few minutes as well. And that's what we'll do here today on the podcast. I've got two interviews for you. And first up will be Chuck Billy of the band Testament, who just released their brand new record, which I have. Hold on a second. Right over here in my hand. Titans of Creation. I'm looking at it on Glorious CD, which is by far my favorite format, as many of you know. And uh, packaging looks real cool. And I literally just got it in the mail. And I am going to be checking it out very, very soon. Chuck from Testament joined me about a week ago. You probably heard that he and his wife contracted coronavirus. Chuck checks in from his home on his road to recovery, thankfully, from the virus to tell us what it was like getting it, how he think he he how he thinks he got it, and what it was like to have it and what the experience was like. We touch on the new record a little bit, but at the time I did this interview, I had not heard the record, and it was more just to talk about what he was dealing with and what some of the members of his touring crew were, were dealing with in wake of coronavirus, which is all that's on anybody's mind right, right now. So Chuck shares his thoughts about what he endured and what he dealt with with that, and we will be talking to him first. Second interview today is with Tommy Skio. Tommy is an original member of Tesla. He's been out of the band for well over 15 years at this point, and he is uh, a guy that has had his battles with substances over the years, which cost him his gig in Tesla, and has had a, you know, so safe to say some ups and downs. But I've always liked Tommy. I was always a fan of his when he was in the band. He's tried some music projects for a while, which quite frankly weren't all that great. But now he's got something new coming that is really good. The best thing I've heard him do since being in Tesla, a band called Resist and Bite. 
And we talk a little bit about that, a little bit about his past issues, a little bit about what he's been up to. And that is the second interview I have for you on this double dip today for this week on Trunk Nation. And what's interesting about this, which I didn't put together until just before I was getting ready to roll this out, is that you may say, well, we got a guy from Tesla and a guy from Testament, pretty different musical worlds. Yeah, but here's the other thing about it. These guys actually probably know each other and are fans of each other because both bands hail from the same part of the country, the Bay Area. I remember when I first met the guys in Testament, when I was working at Megaforce Records in the late 80s and they were signed to the label, we, uh, you know, them being more of a thrash band, they had a great appreciation for hard rock. And there were a lot of bands from the Bay Area like Tesla that they were big fans of. So it does kind of connect on that level if you think about it. Musically, you know, different uh, genres of rock. But I would guarantee you guys that like each other and respect each other's music and probably know each other to a large degree being from the same area of the country, even though Chuck still lives in the Bay Area and Tommy Skio now lives in Florida. But a lot of people have asked me about Tommy over the years. You'll get insights on what he's up to. That'll be second And first up, Chuck Billy talking about his battle with coronavirus and how it impacted him and what the symptoms were and what he went through in in dealing with it. So two great interviews for you this week on the podcast. Remember, as I always tell you, all of the podcasts you hear are brought to you courtesy of my Sirius XM radio show, Trunk Nation, which you can hear daily, 2 to 4 and 10 to midnight Eastern on volume channel 106 or on the Sirius XM app. So be sure to check me out each and every day. Talk and rock with you if you have Sirius or XM and you live in the U.S. or Canada, and I certainly hope you join me. Everybody else, podcast gives you a little taste of what I do on a daily basis on the radio show. All right, let's get to, uh, let's get to Chuck first, Tommy second. That's what we have for you on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. It's coming up right after this. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Now on Podcast One, we present Murder in the Family. True crime is stranger than fiction. Hosted by Geraldo Rivera. This talented actor, the years that followed these horrific crimes, dynamic family with bonds. At one point, at you hear this shot being fired. Ultimately, it was classified as an accidental shooting. Murder in the Family. Available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and wherever podcasts are available. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Okay, double dip on this week's podcast. First up, Chuck Billy of Testament, followed by Tommy Skio of, or formerly of Tesla. But first, Chuck, who called me about about a week and a half ago, just as he was feeling better and well enough to get on the phone to talk about his battle and contracting coronavirus. Here's Chuck Billy of Testament on the podcast. Enjoy. All right, it's Eddie Trunk, and this is Trunk Nation, and I am now joined by an old friend who uh, is recently, as of recently, is battling coronavirus, him and his wife, to talk about that, and a brand new record, Testament, has coming out very, very soon. Testament's lead singer, Chuck Billy, joins me right now here on Trunk Nation. Chuck, first and foremost, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling pretty good, you know. It's uh, it's a long sickness since the first day uh, I started feeling bad, like the day after we got home from the tour on the 13th, I believe. And uh, man, it's just been a drag down for God, at least eight nine days. We're feeling much better now, but I think the worst part of it we're over that hump. But man, it was nasty. <laughs> 
Chuck, can you take the listeners through this? So, so just from the beginning, because you Testament with Death Angel and Exodus, you guys were all on a tour of Europe, and that's when everything started yeah. coming down that you had to cut short, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it was actually we made it right to the end. We were there for five weeks, a little over five weeks, and as it started to spread through Europe, we had our first Italian show cancel um, a few weeks before the, sh- the tour was over. And that kind of was the start of it. And then as we were moving along, things were going just fine. And the last show in Hanover on the, I believe the 11th, uh, they, they canceled that and things really started changing. And then that night we woke up, we were supposed to fly home on the 12th. We woke up with the bus driver telling us that, you know, the president just announced that there's going to be a travel ban starting tomorrow. So we, we just like barely made it out of there. You know, just the timing of the tour, just, uh, you know, we were supposed to leave on the 12th. The band was on the 13th. Um, so we got all out there, and we none of us were feeling ill at that point. You know, we were all just tired from a five-week tour and ready to go home. And uh, I think once we hit the ground at home, uh, we were all on a thread that we linked together with the band and crew, and we are all talking, and all, a lot of us were kind of not feeling very well, and that's kind of was the start of it. And we all kind of monitored each other and kind of just said, well, just quarantine yourselves and let's, you know, look in and be a little proactive. And we actually called our Kaiser and asked them, you know, where can we go test? We explained our circumstances that we've been traveling across Europe, playing to to different people every single day. And, um, you know, they sent us into one of the drive-through stations and just didn't have to get out of the car, swabbed our necks and nose and we were on our way. And, you know, you had to wait for at least seven days to get the results, you know, and in that seven days, you know, there's really nothing they give you. You just kind of have to ride out the illness. And uh, we were fortunate enough. We didn't have big fevers and stuff. There's a lot of, a lot of headaches and just coughing and tight chest, you know, a lot of that. So, so for people that don't know, and I think most of my audience certainly does Testament and all of you guys are based in the Bay area, which is yeah. obviously one of the hot spots for all of this. So you guys all, I mean, some of the crew, yourself, your wife, Tiffany, everybody started feeling something about how long was it after you got back We're, to the States? It was the first day. It was the first day we got back. And within a 24 hour period, everybody was starting to complain that they weren't feeling well, not everybody. I feel like some of the band members are fine. It was the crew, me and Tiff, uh, a couple of three of the crew guys, Steve, the bass player, we all started then feeling well and we're communicating. And then also just talking to the other bands that the angel and Exodus that were with us asking how they're feeling. And some of their guys had some of the same illness. And of course, you know, will, you know, he had to go to the hospital. He's on ICU on a ventilator right now. So that's we will like, the wow, drummer in death but, angel. That's will Carroll, will yeah, Carroll, right? Will Carroll. Yeah. So, so Gary Holt, so Gary Holt had real quick on that, um, Chuck, because Gary Holt had mentioned on social media that he wasn't feeling well and getting tested, but that Will was in really bad shape. So, Will had Will does have coronavirus. I believe he was the first one positive, and then myself and a couple crew guys, and and I know Gary and his wife tested. I think they're still waiting for the results, but. You know, a lot of us have been talking just the same feeling, you know, just feeling really tired, beat up, body aching, chest tight, you know, short of breath. And we all kind of had the same feeling. And so we were just, you know, waiting for the first one to get the results back to realize, you know, we probably, if it's the same thing, we probably all might have it, you know. Um, so we're just waiting on Gary's now. The other guys, Alex and, uh, Gene and Eric, all three of those guys feel just fine. They haven't had any of the symptoms. Um, and and for, for people listening, since obviously everybody, I mean, this has rocked the music community. It's rocked the world, obviously. You guys were in Europe when this happened, you know, got out just in time. But but take us through the symptoms. It was it, Is it similar? At least, now everybody is impacted differently from what you hear. Some, you know, like Will's on an ICU and, you know, God willing, he, he'll be okay. But you know, what, what? I know it's different for everybody to some degree, but overall, does it just feel like you're getting the flu? It is just like, it's like the flu coming on. I mean, I'm a guy that doesn't get sick a lot. So when I get sick, I mean, I really feel it. And it came on, you know, Tiffany was feeling it first on Friday night and 
when I woke up Saturday morning, I was just could not stay awake, and my body was just starting to get really achy. And that was the start of it, just uh, achy body, headache, heavy, just you just felt heavy in your head. And it was like a real bad cold, really. But the thing was, it just wouldn't stop. You know, usually a cold after a few days, you start feeling better. This just didn't let up. The headaches persisted for, you know, at least a week. And it just aching, no rest, uh, dehydrated, just everything about it. And that's when it's like, okay, let's just be proactive and get tested and just be, you know, let's find out what's, what's going on here. And, Did uh, you have any stomach issues? Your you your wife? Where it was I hear some people say there's there's stomach stuff going on. Did you guys have that? We didn't have the stomach. No, no. And then it, it's about four, five to six days. We really just felt bad and just really couldn't do much. But then after that, we just you know had a break and started feeling a little bit better and just one day at a time, just feeling not healed, but more like not just tore up <laughs> you know it's it's definitely something once you have the illness you know that wow it's just it's a pretty powerful and there in the bay area where you live there how difficult it how difficult was it to get tested you did you have to wait long to get the actual test or or you had to wait well, for long for the results or did well, it all move heard, pretty quick you know, you know when we got home because just seeing the news right away we just said you know what we traveled so much, it'd be our best chance let's be proactive. Let's call the doctor and find out where we can test. And at first they said, you know, they, we couldn't go test because we didn't show symptoms, even though we knew that we just traveled, we were exposed probably. We have all the, you know, signs of something that, you know, the chances of getting this were great. And until like two days later, by Sunday is when we, had to call back saying, look, we really feel bad now. And now some other people in the, in the traveling party are ill as well. It's really concerning us. And that's when they said, okay, come and take the test. Um, you know, but, but just being proactive, it was actually very tough to try to get tested. You know, of course I know there was a shortage on tests out here. Uh, but now there's, there's a few cities over there's, there's the whole, downtown shut down just for testing you can drive through so and what's involved in the test they just they they just swab you for the test right chuck yeah they swab your throat and then both sides of your nostril and it feels like you know they're scraping your brain as far as they go up there and and that's it you're on your way you roll your you don't even get out of the car and did you did you guys I mean obviously the the the, the brutal thing about this is, is people can have it and not know they have it some people not show symptoms and can spread it so you have I mean you were on tour in Europe you're in a bus you're around a lot of different people was there anybody that was showing signs of sickness when you were there is there any way you can trace where the exposure was or you have no idea Yeah we tried it we tried to trace it thinking and we were asking questions and they still don't have a lot of the answers for it they don't know how long the contagious period is. They don't know when you get it and when you become contagious. But um, we are lucky enough that nobody was really feeling ill on the road. I believe it was right when we were leaving to go come home. It was that last day, I believe, and maybe just at the airport exposure. I'm not sure. But, um, you know, Eric went a different way, and so Eric didn't get sick. So did Gene. He didn't get sick. And so did Alex. He stayed at another hotel. So the rest of the group of us, maybe uh, or we traveled through the airport. I don't know if we got ill then, or maybe we contracted it that night before. We, it's just hard to say. You can't really put a finger on it, but we do know that we were feeling fine in Europe. It's just once we hit home, within that 24-hour window, among all three bands, we were all talking to each other, and people were feeling ill. And that's when we were like, oh, man. something." So I would think maybe the last couple of days of the tour, um, maybe we all contracted it somewhere. So, so you and your wife, and it sounds like most everyone except for Will have been lucky in that you haven't ha- you haven't had to be hospitalized or what have you. But what what did they give you? Do they give you any sort of medication? What do they tell you after you test positive? Stay stay in the same room for fourteen days. Yeah, what what ha- what, what mode are you in now? We, we all we all right away quarantined ourselves when we got home. 
one of all the, the band and group. But they just said, just once we found, once we tested, they just said, stay indoors to get results. And, and once, and, and they, the CDC has been calling us, asking us a bunch of questions, our flight information, where we traveled, how long we were there, just a lot of info documenting it, where we were. Um, and, and that's about all they really do. I know uh, our guitar tech, he got a malaria um, uh, a pill that for malaria that he's taking uh, right. that they're trying out. But they didn't give that to any of us. They're just, they just said just now at this point, it's been this many days. If you're not shown respiratory problems, then just, just you're, you're probably going to be fine. So that's like us. We just stayed home and just, you know, it's been about 10, 12 days now. So um, where we are on the healing part of it, I believe now. Yeah, if you the news has been reporting two or three different drugs, some used together, including that malaria drug, which they say has been around for like 80 years, has shown some promise in some people. And they're trying to kind of fast track that and give that to people who are willing to take it and see if it'll help them, which is understandable. I mean, there's not really a lot of risk with it. It's it's a drug that's been around forever, but that's been widely reported as something they're hoping can can treat some people. Um the last thing, Chuck, on this. So, for, so two quick things. So, your wife, she went. She's she was pretty much on the same path as you in terms of the arc of yeah. her sickness and her symptoms and where she's at now. Yeah, she was about a day before me. She got ill. She wasn't feeling well. Right when the day we got home, she wasn't feeling well and didn't let didn't leave the house. As I the next day, I started feeling it, and then that's by the third day is we both were just something's up. <laughs> Uh, let's call the doctor, you know. And the, one of the things you hear about the, the people that mo- most are at risk here are people that have some sort of pre-existing condition or previous health issue. Many people know that you are a cancer survivor. Are, was that an increased risk for you? Did you tell the doctors that? Are you still on any meds from your cancer? Or was that because I'm, you, I'm, you beat that? Yeah, it's I'm not, not really an issue. I'm not on any meds for that. You know, um, I, my doctor knows. Um, after my results that they go call my personal physician and they get contacted, they contact me, but you know, I think, yeah, I mean, I would imagine, I feel like me and Tiffany were just saying to each other, you know, I mean, good thing we feel pretty healthy at these days. And maybe that has a lot to do with us fighting it as, you know, as been lucky as we have been. I'm sure there's people that are less fortunate or maybe do have. Uh, breathing issues. I know one of the guys traveling with us, he's on a, he has asthma. And I know for the first few days, he could barely breathe. And, you know, we were telling him, you need to go to the doctor because he's, those are the ones that are at risk. Um, so, yeah. So what, what percentage, uh, Chuck, would you say of your whole traveling party between the three bands and crews that were on tour in Europe? What would you say of, of all of them, uh, would you say half of the people of the, the whole party yeah, got, third, got it? At least a third, you know, at least of what we know, everybody's like getting tested and, and still feeling nobody's been as sick as I think we were, but I would say a third of us out of all three bands with the crews and, and band members uh, feel sick. And I'm sure once we get some more results back, you know, I'm sure more people start talking about it. You know, uh, you know what I'm thinking, Chuck, is that now, did they tell you you can't get it again since you've had it? They didn't. They said they don't know that answer. It's just they don't know enough about it. Um, okay. If you can, because I've heard that before, and I asked the doctor, and they said that that's false. We don't know enough of that yet. Right, because the great majority of people on TV are saying that they're pretty sure that if you got it, you can't get it again. So they're saying that. You guys are the people yeah. they're going to put out into the workforce to do the heavy lifting because you're kind of immune at this point. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that's the case. But like our doctors say, they just don't know enough yet. So, right, right. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better, man. You know, they haven't had second cases yet either. So that's that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure it's a good thing and on top of all this you're you're about to release a new record in a couple weeks <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i guess it's a i Perfect guess it's time. a good it's a good talking point at least <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah what timing you know the the record is coming out 
Titans of Creation, uh, April 3rd. Um, we're pumped up. We're excited. The fans seem to be enjoying the record, and we're, we're excited to get it. Just uh, uh, trying times when they're going to get it, but maybe that's a good thing. People will sit indoors and uh, have a listen. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think, and and there is a single in video, Night of the Witch is out there right now. It sounds great. And I think that's an interesting thing. I mean, as a musician, there's definitely pros and cons if you're trying to put out music now. I think a lot of people are so connected with the news and really don't want to know about anything else. But then again, you do need that escape from it. But the other side of that, too, is outside of doing a phone interview like you're doing right now, it's kind of hard to promote it. You're not going to be able to make the rounds. Oh, yeah. You're not going to be able to play live. No. So, I, you know, some people are pushing the releases back. You're deciding you're holding with the release date, and it's going to come out on April 3rd. Yeah, we're sticking with it. The label's, you know, got some promotion coming out. So at least there's people that are stuck at home and getting their taste of music. At least uh, we're going to have some new offerings for them. So, you know, that, that's a good thing. And where are you guys at with touring? I mean, everybody is postponing stuff, pushing stuff back, rescheduling. Where are you, what are you looking at as scheduled for the next thing for the road? Well, of course, we had a tour starting April 20th um, that's postponed now. Um, we haven't officially, uh, I guess, announced it um, because we have some other things we want to announce with it. Um, but, you know, as far as the summer in Europe, you know, I've heard a few of the shows have canceled the festivals. So we're kind of just waiting on that now to see if the other festivals follow suit, you know. So that'll leave a lot of time on a lot of musicians' hands, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. The Most musicians are taking this time to write a new record. <laughs> you guys have one coming out, so you're not looking to write again anytime soon. But I don't know. Maybe you do something. Maybe there's enough. I mean, what what have you been doing? Well, yeah, what have you been doing to occupy your time? Uh, you know, are you just sleeping for the most part? Or are you doing some stuff, you know, around the house? Well, now, today and yesterday is the first day me and Tiff actually got up and done things. The first few days we were sick we were like laughing going look we're, we're so ill right now the dog just threw up there we can't even go clean it up <laughs> we're like we felt <laughs> that bad we we're like you know couldn't even function but these last two days we've been getting up uh, going out back in some fresh air washing the sheets washing the clothes just trying to fumigate ourselves in the house and you know take a shower every day just trying to trying to get back to normal i guess you know yeah, yeah. Well, listen, man, I appreciate, I really appreciate you taking some time here, especially since you're just starting to feel up to feeling somewhat uh, better, which I'm really happy. And I hope everybody uh, gets well, you know, with your group and across the board here. It's just, it's just such a crazy time. Is there any prognosis on Will? Is he hanging in there? Yeah, he's hanging in there. We don't have much because, um, you know, of course, he's quarantined, so family and friends can't just go visit. But uh, there's been no change, no updates yet. We're just all kind of waiting. Um, we've we know that his blood pressure leveled out, which is a good thing. Um, so that's the only news we have. So that's good news. Um, and we're just kind of waiting to see, you know, wishing him the best that he's going to pull out of this. And overall, everybody there in your area, in the Bay Area, I mean, I know it's a hard-hit area, but what are the, in talking to people around there, whether it be on the phone or text or whatever, I mean, what's the vibe? Is everybody trying to be as optimistic and positive as, as possible? They, there is some, but there's always going to be the, the people that think there's some sort of conspiracy going on or something. And, you know, it, you, you can't win when it comes to that stuff. So, you know, everybody's going to have their opinion and and you know they're they're entitled to that but it is real it is something real that affects people and it's and you know fortunately it's affecting our lives right now well listen buddy get some rest and and my best to your wife as well and i hope you feel 100 percent soon and you know we'll do something more when we get back to normal with the record but we'll remind yeah, everybody again sure. titans of creation is coming out on coronavirus or no virus it's coming out on april 3rd so buy order it buy it and uh and blast your ears maybe it'll 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 blow coronavirus right out of your house if you have any in there it's there good go. kick-ass there record <laughs> hell yeah Chuck, right take on, care of yourself man feel that. better okay all right all right thanks Ed. bye all right i'll see you soon there he goes everybody chuck billy of testament here on trunk nation 
Thanks to Chuck Billy. Certainly glad that he and his wife Tiffany and the rest of the Testament, Exodus, Death Angel crew are feeling better and on the road to recovery after contracting coronavirus. And again, check out the New Testament record. It is out right now, and it is called Titans of Creation. Next up, Tommy Skio, formerly of Tesla. We'll get to him right after this on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. This This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Eddie Trunk back with you on this week's podcast. Tommy Skio is a founding member and original member of the band Tesla. The only of the original members not in the band anymore. Hasn't been in for over 15 years. But Tommy has a new project called Resist and Bite coming. We talk about that and more with Tommy Skio. Here he is on the podcast. Enjoy. What's going on, brother? How you been, man? I've been really good, and I'm so thrilled to talk to you, and just been really, really busy, and I'm excited about this band, man. Well, you should be, man. The song is really, really good. I mean, uh, the Thank band you. is called the band is called Resist and Bite, which is an interesting right. name. It's a, it's the, a mouthful. Where'd the name come from? Uh, actually, a Sabaton song. A, a friend of mine turned me on to Sabaton, which I could... You know, it's not really my thing, actually, but um, they had a song called Resist and Bite, and I thought it was a cool cool name for a band. And uh, I, I had to twist some arms to get, get the boys to call it that because they not really everyone was on the same page about it. You know, not, I, not, some people don't like it, I guess, but I love it, so there it is. I like it. I got no problem with it. I mean, what's in a name anyway, man? If you think about well, some of your favorite bands, like what's an Aerosmith? What's a, what's a you know, what's, what's a anything? Fighter? <laughs> exactly. I always say Foo Fighters because I mean it's ridiculous, and it's like when you're and we're sitting there coming up with millions of names, and it's like at the end of the day, it just doesn't matter. So finally, I was like, you guys, nothing was actually better than Resistant Bite that we were coming up with. So there it is, we're rocking. All right, so give everybody the story on how this came together because first of all, I was sure. trying to figure this out. How long have you been out of Tesla? Is it twenty years now? No, I've been more like. 13 or maybe 14 okay so because the band came back together and you were on into the now which was the reunion record 2006 i left the last okay so it's that's hard to believe it's been almost 14 years yeah yeah. at at this point but and, and i know you've done other stuff you've done some other bands you were i know you live in florida doing guitar lessons and things like that so but to me and correct me if i'm wrong this seems like of all the sort of things you've dabbled with since the end of Tesla, this to me seems like the most sort of fully realized, ready-to-go, real sort of band. And I don't mean that with any offense to what you've done before. I totally understand, Eddie. And, and let me, you know, and you're totally right. It's the band shizzle, dude. It's shot. Fuck, I love it. But check this out, dude. So, like, like when I called you, I don't know, a year or whenever, a few months back or however when that was, I could tell it was just like, oh, no, man, you were like, not another, you know, Tommy stupid fucking solo. Those records were fucking just dumb and, you know, nothing, yeah, nothing (laughs) happened that great. I worked, you know, I did work. I can sell a couple of records. I give some whatever, you know, I didn't want to stop working. And I did do the, there was another, I probably confused you too, because there was another band too called Skin Suit, and I just put a record out called that. And it's right. a whole other thing, right? So that might have threw you off a little bit too. I was talking about two bands, but I was trying to tell you this is the shit. And man, when you call, when you text me, dude, I was like, he heard it, man. I knew it. I was just like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, as soon as I heard it, and uh, although you know you've done your own records and you've done some different things, and there's been things within that that I've liked because I've always loved your playing. I always love what you bring to whatever you. music you're doing. I've, I've always and I said that. Say that too, Eddie. Thank you for that because throughout the years, I've always noticed the things you've said about me in conjunction with Tesla have always been um, just very favorable, and I, I appreciate that. Yeah, well, it comes from the heart. I mean, I love the I band. I mean, I love, I love all the guys and I love what you brought. And, and I, but, but I was just like, you know, because you did a band with Jeff at one point called Bar Seven. 
And yeah, for people yeah. that never heard that record, that's a great record, man. If if, if there's Thank people you. out there that are Tesla fans, and when the band was broken up, everybody kind of went their own ways, you and Jeff doing that and that material and those songs, I thought that was really, really good stuff. So in my mind, I was just always like, man, I know Tommy's got that in him as a player and a writer. I hope he comes together with a band that brings, you know, those elements and maybe some of the more aggressive stuff and puts it all together. And it sounds like that's what you've done. This band is everything I wanted to do in Tesla, Bar 7, any of them. It is the culmination of everything. It's my favorite. It's better than any of them. I'm telling you, do this thing. Well, you heard the song. That's the first song we wrote, first song we recorded. That's what you're hearing there. That's And it's a demo. We just mastered it. We mixed, tried to mix it as good as we can, but it's it's not a record even, really. And it's I'm telling you, in all the songs, like we've got about probably 20 songs now, maybe 25. We've been really worried. I just flew in from Nashville this morning. And, uh, you know, we were working all weekend, and we, we got some, and not just a lot of songs, but like great, I mean, really great songs, man. We've been really working hard, and I'm really proud of it. Tell the and audience, course, tell, well, tell the audience how the band came together, who's in it with you, and what the plan is. Yeah. Okay, so I was I talked about Skin Suit Record. That's out now, boys and girls. Go get it on the Skin Suit Facebook page or whatever. And uh, I was doing that. And Dave, the drummer from Resistant Bite, he got a hold of me. And he's a friend of Troy's as well. So there's kind of a connection there. But he got a hold of me and, and was like, man, I love that. I had posted some some demos or something on my Facebook page. And he really liked it. And he wanted to play on the record. So, you know, talked to Troy about him and all that. And, you know, I checked him out. And he just was killer, man. I loved his playing and everything. You know, really a hard hitter, solid type of guy. And uh, we did that record. And then ever since then, which is, that was about two years ago, I've been, we decided we were going to do something, right? So I just, I've, I've been writing ever since then, and it's been slowly coming together since then. He got his friend Steve in on it. Steve, like the very first song we wrote was Myth. You know, I sent them a CD of it. He did his thing to it and we spit it out the other side, and there it is, and that's how we're doing it, you know? So that's kind of how it all came together. We got a bass player, and then we had a singer, and that didn't really work out. And then just five months ago, man, we, we got we got a hold of uh, Nathan Oots, you know, and oh my God, dude, everything changed then. Just totally kick ass. I mean, totally great singer, the nicest guy. We love him. He loves us. We have such a good time, and you know, maybe we're honeymooning right now, but man, we are having a great time and making some great music, and I'm just really pumped. Is there anybody? So, is there anybody else in this band that people would really know that have done major things with other groups, or is that pretty probably much just you? Na- probably Nathan. Nathan uh, did uh, was with Lynch Mob, and he plays in this thing, Pandora's Box, which is like an Aerosmith tribute thing. So he's he's been out and about, and he had a, a band called Blondes in the early 90s, I believe. So that was, you might have heard of them. You might even have pushed them. I don't know, Blondes. But he's done a couple of things, and he's doing this other, like, cartoon thing. So he gets around it and plays a little bit. But uh, he's so full on into it, and probably one of the sweetest guys I've ever met for a singer. Oh, my God, it's off the chain, man. He's so funny. He's a great guy, and we're just loving him. So what is the long-term plan here? The idea is to finish a record. Is that what you're doing? You're writing and you're going to record a full record at some point? Yes, sir. We're going to, pretty close to done with the whole, I mean, we're never done writing, you know, if we're going to do this thing just like Tesla did, but I mean, we're doing, our writing is just going so incredibly great that it's like, you know, we don't want to stop, but we got to, we want to start rehearsing, but we're going to make a record. That's the plan. Uh, meanwhile, we're going to do a few shows here and there and just have some fun. And uh, we want to rule the fucking world, dude. We fucking think it's great. I mean, we all are on the same page and want to go fucking rock the world, dude. That's how we're feeling. So, I mean, it's, it's that type of thing, yeah. Have you played live shows yet with the band? Nope. We you will, have one though. scheduled? In June will be our first one at some amphitheater in Kentucky or something like that. We're going to open up for... Uh, Ace Freely, that's being talked about. So that's our first thing we're going to do, probably. And just some spot shows like that, some one-offs, you know. And then next well, year, maybe when we can get a record going, do a little thing. Well, it's kind of hard to commit to doing, you know, anything live right now because of what's going on well, in the world with this virus. I don't, man, I don't know what to think. I was at Nashville Airport this morning, man, and there there wasn't a lot of people there. And 
My wife's telling me that they're saying if you're out and about, then that's like bad. You shouldn't be out and about because you're spreading your, you know, that's uh, not good form. I don't know. So I, I probably will fly again if I go up there. I'll probably drive, which I like to drive up there. A lot of Civil War stuff going on on that drive. But, uh, yeah, it's weird, huh? I don't, I don't know what to think, kind of. Uh, yeah, cra- crazy times. Hey, speaking of that, when I talked to you like a week or two ago, talking about this record and doing this interview, you had told me you were doing. Were you doing a Civil War reenactment or something? Are you like really? No, into that stuff? no, no. I don't do that, but I am a huge Civil War kind of buff, I guess you would say, and just know everything about it. And I go on what I call Civil War crawls. And that would be anywhere where battles happen. And usually, the, of course, the Eastern Theater in Virginia was just so huge. You can go anywhere in Virginia. You're in it. So um, that's what I do. Yeah, I love it. Oh, you were always into that as a kid? No, no. It, it's come about as I've become an old man, which I am now. I'm 58. I'm almost 60 in two years, which I can't fucking believe. But it's like... <laughs> I don't think I look it really, which I'm. I'm Dude, you look great. No, I listen. I'm not just saying this. There was a photo floating around of you with this new band, and I haven't seen you in person in a long time. And I was just like, "Shit, Tommy didn't age, man." I basically look the same. I have no. You do. If I grow grow a beard and do the shit I put myself through, you would think I would look like Keith Richards by now, dude. I'm telling you. But I don't, that's what I don't, hold on, hold on, let me stop you right there, because this is what I don't understand, this makes me nuts, right? So yes, you're alluding to your your well-documented history of battles with drugs and what have you. I need to shut my mouth, because when I go there, then we want to open it up, and it's just stupid after a while, but yes, I was, yeah. But but no, but my point about that is, I see a guy like you now at, at fifty eight. I I just went to see Aerosmith. Those guys had had decades of abuse and issues and what have you. Yeah, and then yeah, you see the Stones. Great. The Stones are up there still kicking ass, looking great in the friggin' late seventies. I'm like, Jesus! I think the drug the drugs these guys have, have it's like a good it, deal. It's, 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 yeah. it's embalmed, you guys, or something. No, if you live through it, it's a good deal. Yes. How is that so? How is it a good deal if you live through it because you still look good? Yep. <laughs> yep. That's not fair. Right. Oh, I never did. Man. Tommy, that, that, that describes everything for me then because I never did a drug in my life, so I'm a friggin' mess oh, at 55. You're, you're a mess. You're a mess. Oh, man. <laughs> How are oh, you man. feeling, man? How is your health? Are you sober now? Yes, I am. As a matter of fact, I'm not even doing, I think last time we did an interview, I was telling you, you know, I wear my shit on my sleeve too much. I know. I say, I'm just way too honest, so I tell you whatever. I love you for that. I love you for well, that. Well, sometimes, you know, it's not good and people worry, but yeah, I think last time we were talking, I said I was doing what I was doing, but I've come to the point now where it's basically nothing i mean i'm not gonna say i don't smoke a little weed i always have and i'll have a you know we drink some whiskey in the band when we're writing every now and then but nothing crazy but i will not ever do smack again i or anything like that i don't care i mean i live with pain daily and it's that's not why i did it in the first place i was just a junkie kind of but now man i'm fucking old and fucking hobbled up and man i'm in pain every day man but i just can't go there i will not go there because it just really I mean, not even it's not even about the career thing with Tesla as much as it is about just me as a person and and what it does to you and uh, it's just awful. So I'm doing quite well now and kind of in my uh, kind of a kind of uh, I don't for lack of a better word back, but not I don't want to say that. Just I, I'm feeling great and doing the right things, yeah, and trying to be healthy. I eat a lot of hog and still, but if I can just <laughs> kind of keep the weight, you know, I like hog and so that's a kind of a who doesn't. Who doesn't? As long as it doesn't, as long as it doesn't put weight on you, and you've never had a weight problem, who cares? I got to be careful. Well, I need to lose. I'm looking okay. I I lost. I'm going to lose a few more pounds. I'll be all right. But caramel cone, oh my god! (laughs) See, that's the thing with me, man. I've been in the rock industry my whole life. I never had any issues with booze or drugs or whatever but i grew up in a predominantly italian household and with me i just look at food and i put on 20 pounds and i just love to sit in front of the tv and and feed my fat face and before you you know know it you get older and boom you put on 25 pounds uh, well i'm starting to think because i notice like when i'm active with bands and when i'm not 
I tend to like go into like I'll start gaining when I'm not working with the band. I'll start gaining weight and shit, you know, and I'll start looking kind of fat. It's not good, right? But I notice every time I get with a group and I start doing something like with a band, I always just start shrinking, and I think it's just an automatic. You know, I'm still like pounding ice cream, but I'm losing weight lately. It's a lot of it, so it's it's cool. I don't know. It's uh, some trippy thing, you know. Well, you live in Florida where the weather's always pretty much nice. Do you do a lot of, like, outdoor stuff? Are you active? Dude, do you do a lot of I walking, am, running? I'm out, by, I'm out by the pool right now. Yep, I go walking with my son. You know, he likes taking long walks, and we go walk and stuff. And um, out at the pool right now, which is so beautiful, we go to the beach a lot. But, no, I'm not a big uh, active. Uh, I don't exercise, I wouldn't say. No. You're not going to you said out you, at the gym. <laughs> you said you are uh, – in in pain, what is the pain from? Or you you have you have Dude, issues I, with your you back what? or what? I think either in Tesla or at, in the last ten years when I was really, I mean, after I left Tesla, it kind of got a lot worse. Dude, I was in a real bad way for a while, and I I think I fell on my back one night, just all fucked up, and I, or something, you know. And I think I hit it just so like on cement and hit really hard. And I remember this night, even though I was completely whacked, because it really like. Man, I hit hard, and I have a feeling I tweaked something, man. And it might, or it might have been from the Edison's Medicine video, because if you look at that video, I'm twirling this guitar around, and man, I think I dislocated like a shoulder thing that day, because I, I have just anyway, it, all the stuff I've done over the years, I think it's it's now, it's now I'm feeling it. That's what I think, and it's fucked. I got like a fucking from my. From my butt up to my the back of my neck, it's just constantly in pain, man. It's of some degree. Sometimes I have to lay down because of it. Most of the time, it's just a pain in the ass, and I want to scream. And then I go play my guitar and crank it and fucking make a bunch of noise. Have you been checked out to see what's going on? Oh, dude, I've had MR everything. Everything, yeah. Uh, the doctor just told me, oh, non-specific lumbar bullshit. I don't know what it is. You know, they don't know. Yeah. Well, man, I mean, I'm glad you're healthy. Most important, you know, do what you got to do, but, you know, stay no, clean because we know, need you. Part, no, I think it's just part of getting older, Eddie. You know, you just get older. I mean, you've got to feel something. I don't I don't know if you think. Oh, yeah. I really did thrash my body, though, dude. I mean, I did stuff on tours, on stage. I would get nuts, dude, to, like, physically crazy and just, you know, I think I fucked myself up a little bit. Yeah, well, you were definitely the headbanger in Tesla. I mean, you were always the guy on that oh, side definitely. of the stage banging the hardest in terms mm. of, you know, bringing that edge to it. So that would definitely take its toll. There's a lot of guys, man, that have been playing music for a long time that have got those issues. And whether they be drummers or guitar players, hip replacements, mm. you know, back issues, it's not it's I not think, uncommon. I think Jeff, got, Jeff got a hip replacement, I believe. Did he? I just saw him recently. I don't know. Mm. I think He's, he did. I mean, it's just crazy, yeah, but I haven't had to go that, that route yet, you know? I just, thank God, man. So you're going to get ready to do some stuff with this band. You're going to finish this record. You're going to get out on the road. And again, for everybody listening, the band is called Resist and Bite. A couple other things. So you uh, mentioning the Tesla guys, I don't know if you know this, but when I just saw them recently because I was on the Monsters of Rock cruise with them, and Frank mm. was on and Brian was on, and Jeff was on. They both, uh, they all mentioned this band you're doing. Are you guys all on pretty cool terms now? Um, I, it's, I, they probably just heard about it through the grapevine. I don't talk to, I don't like even talk to Brian or Frank. So, I mean, I don't know what those guys are doing and what they do really isn't any of my business, but Troy and Jeff, me and Troy and Jeff kind of communicate. Yeah. We, we always have kind of well, not always Troy, but me and Jeff is all. Me and Jeff are best friends. We've just always been close, so we always have communicated. But, um, but Troy too. Now, you know, he's kind of. He called me one night when they were in Florida, and he wanted to come over. And I said, "Well, of course, you know." And we had dinner, and so yeah, we, you know, I talked to a couple of the guys. Yeah, we're cool. If, have you seen the band since you've not been in it? No, I would never. Oh no. The reason why I bring that up is because I've I've I was reading recently where um I was reading this story that blew my mind that Joe Perry when he wasn't in Aerosmith used to go see them. And then I just oh. was talking to Jack Russell, the singer from Great White, and he went to see Great White with the replacement singer in it and just showed up at one of the gigs. Insane? <laughs> fucking in, to me that's insane. I would never be caught dead oh i would just i'd be mortified i'd be horrified that's horrific 
I was wondering what your your feeling was about that because I would feel I would think just out of curiosity you'd be keeping an eye on what's going on. I could give ten fucks, dude. I you know, come on, no way, man. They can do none of my none of my business, dude. I'm not in it. I'm done with it. I fucking hey, look at there was a time and I was just discussing this with another interviewer, but and I think he took me out of context. But let's not get out of context. I there was a time when I would have gone back had they asked me, right? But not now, dude. Do you um, do you remember the last show you ever played with Tesla? I think so. I think it was that uh, one of those benefits. We did a lot of benefits, dude. I think it was a benefit thing we did in California. I believe. I'm not sure. I'll tell you the truth. But and how did it end exactly, Tommy? Did you leave or were you dismissed? What was the actual was, end I for that? I, I, I was fired. I mean, look, at I was getting fucked up, and I, I was definitely in the wrong about a lot of stuff, and they put up with it for a long time. But, you know, at the same time, we all, none of us were angels, you know, and we put up with a lot of stuff from other guys for a long time, too, and they're still there. So I felt a little scapegoated by the thing. But the, And the other thing was, is they didn't... Um, they, you know, they didn't want people, I guess, for the benefit of my family, so it wouldn't look bad, know that they said, Johnny's just going to spend time with you. That's why no one knows what happened. That's why you're asking me this question. Because it was like, you know, no one, everyone was confused on even what happened. But basically, I was fired. I was getting fucked up, and I kept fucking up, and I kept telling them I wouldn't, and just, you know, couldn't stop. So you, you, it sounds like you own responsibility and you're, 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 you know, you're aware that, oh, of course. Yeah, but I do, of course. But I also believe, you know, we put up with a lot of shit for a long time from almost every other guy in the band and they're still there. So I don't know what's up with that. That, that, that's a little weird to me, but I don't, I don't really care about it, you know? And the last thing on this, you said there was a time that you would have considered going back, but not anymore. What changed? Oh, resist and bite, man. This well, you and I different. you and I both know, as much as I like this and I'm excited for it, you and I both know it's a bitch to get new music going from new bands. Oh, I, it doesn't know, matter what band you came from. Yep, and we're not expecting, hey, if we sell record one, we'll be happy. If we don't, we'll be happy. We can go and, and play live and, and make records and have a career. I, could, I can do that. That's, I mean, Tesla's living that way. That's yeah, what they it, do. It, it just, but, it's know, just not, so difficult, not, but, but, but I right. understand what you're saying, but, but of course, I mean, we can go do shows and we can make records and we're not, I'm going to try and get a good deal, man. We were talking, you know, when we were texting about frontiers and you were telling me about that, I just, you know, now I'm thinking we, you know, I want to try and get a major and really do something. I don't know if it, you know, I know it will be difficult, of course, but who knows what can happen. I really believe in this music. I just, well, you should, that's awesome. So I, I just, I, I'm, I can't not do it, you know? No, you should absolutely believe in it, and there are uh, there are two or three labels out there that would certainly give you a deal like a Frontiers, I would think, because quite frankly, they put out a ton of records, yeah, and that's kind of what. But you should, really, right? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It would be great if you could find something that maybe sets you apart from the pack a little bit. But what, I don't, yeah. I don't and mean I, to be know, negative. What? Well, Tommy, let me just finish my thought because I don't plan. Sorry, I don't. Eddie. No, 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 it's all good. I don't mean to be don't I don't mean to come off as negative at all about this, but here's where I'm going with this. I have people like yourself that were in major bands and then they're starting back up and starting something new. And I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations just like this with them. And then six months, eight months, I talked to them and the thing flamed out and they're like, oh man, I couldn't get anything going and it just bummed me out and it's hard to get audience and this and that. And they're on to something else. So that's the concern I always have when I hear about this stuff because there's been countless guys in my studio on my show amped like you are about something new and then they get out there in the reality of what the business is now and they get very disillusioned and then all of a sudden it's like well i got to figure something else out i see what you're saying but did they put their crappy demo on the radio and everyone and everything just lit up and <laughs> <it's> fucking insane <laughs> i don't think so. i mean this is just too good dude I, i'm not Look, at, if we don't sell record one, like I said, it's not going to matter. I, I Mark my words, we'll be together next year. We'll be rocking. Check me out. 
Well, good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear you're well. I'm glad to hear you're healthy. I'm excited for people to hear this new music. And uh, you keep us posted on what's going on and, uh, and you know, Eddie, stay I'm safe sorry there. I'm so socially awkward and that I talk over you all the time. I'm so just, I'm autistic as well, I found out through my kids. So just so you know, okay? <laughs> No, 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 you're not social. Dude, I love talking to you, man. I love people that are into what they're doing and animated no, and get into it. I so. talk over you a lot, though. I'm just bad, you know? I'm That's okay. We all do that. That's totally fine. Right. Hey, what's your if what's your favorite Tesla record? Last thing. If you had to p- pick one record, what's your favorite record? Psychotic Supper. Psychotic, Psychotic Supper. Yeah, I think... Mm-hmm. I love radio controversy, and I really think there's some stuff on Bust a Nut that was really. Bust a Nut was a good record. I mean, Bust a Nut, yeah, Bust a Nut was a good record too. I just Psychotic Supper had it all, man. It just had songs, it had yeah. age, it had everything I liked, kind of pretty much. But there's stuff like Shine Away on Bust a Nut, and uh, my stuff, God, yeah. well, some that. riffing going on there, man. Great, great I, stuff. I wrote all those songs, did it? You know, yeah. Try so hard, yeah. Yeah, great, great, great. Absolutely. Well, listen, Thank bud. It's uh, are you? Oh, last thing. Will you do some Tesla songs with this band live? Oh, sure. Promoters are going to want to hear it. You bet. Sure, we're going to do some. Of course, we've cool. already rehearsed up like five or six of them. Sounding good. All right. Well, take care of yourself. Keep us posted on what's going on. When you got more songs, send them my way. Tell tell everybody about the okay. song that's out. So this is the first song we wrote together, um, and it's. It's kind of about like, like you know, the you're so, what someone else thinks about you. It's like the myth that you're living in their mind, you know. Like so, they have a total wrong idea of what you really are. It's just you know, it's the first thing uh, we kind of put together, and we're really proud of it. And it, uh, we just love it. I don't know, rock and roll, man, pop rock. I don't know. We have a bunch of different flavors, but this is one of them. And the song is called The Myth I'm Living. And again, the band is called Resist and Bite. And if people want to hear the song again, or do you have a set, do you have social media set up, like a central yep. place yep. or website? We Where do they go? Re- Resist and Bite Band, I believe it is. But yeah, it's out there. You can find it easy if you just punch in the Resist and Bite. You might get a few Sabaton hits too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, listen, take care of yourself, and uh, and good luck weathering this, this storm with this crazy virus and the yeah, world we're in. And be, be healthy, and thanks very much for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Man. Anytime. I'm excited about the band and the, and the music, and I look forward to hearing some more. Awesome. Awesome, dude. I'll talk to you later. See you, Tommy. Take care. All right, man. Bye. Thanks to Tommy Skio. Wish him all the luck in the world with his new band, Resist and Bite. I really do enjoy the one song they've done so far, and I look forward to seeing what else he has in store for us. And thanks earlier to Chuck Billy of Testament. Check out the new Testament record, Titans of Creation. That's out there right now. And uh, good to hear Chuck and his wife on the road to recovery from coronavirus. Follow me on social media, at Eddie Trunk, especially on Twitter, where I'm most active. And uh, what else can I tell you? EddieTrunk.com, Instagram, at Eddie Trunk. Hope everybody continues to be safe and healthy, and we are talking about getting back to normal sometime soon, but not exactly sure when that's going to be. I don't think anybody is. Listen to me every day, Monday through Friday, 2 to 4, 10 to midnight Eastern on Sirius XM 106, volume for Trunk Nation. New shows every day, and almost forgot, Access TV has been rerunning episodes of Trunk Fest every weekday morning. That's my TV show covering music festivals, which unfortunately we don't have right now. But every weekday morning at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, Access TV is airing Trunk Fest. So set your DVRs. I know it's an ungodly early hour, especially on the West Coast where it would be 4.30 in the morning. But set your VCRs or your, (laughs) your old school or your DVRs and record it. Not going to be going to any music festivals anytime soon. Might as well watch some of the ones that were canceled, right? Trunk Fest on Access TV, 7.30 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, replaying, uh, shuffling through the 17 episodes of that show that currently exist. Thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening to the radio show. Best to you and your families. Thanks to Katie Irizarry, who produces the podcast. And I'll see you guys next Thursday for another all-new episode. As always, free.
podcastone.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com.